from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. So, everybody, I during the break, I, I do what I always do, go walk around, talk to people, bother them, distract them. Then I come in, and Ursula, you keep laughing. What are you laughing about? Because I'm thinking of our upcoming segment after oh. Heather's newscast at 11.30. And I, you know how you usually open the show and you just have a random thought? Yeah. And I have to react to something random? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to have a random one for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes! Yes! How would you react <laughs> if someone came up to you and said, I really like your aura? <laughs> it has happened to me three separate times, and it's always followed up with another question. It depends. And is it, <laughs> has I mean, it ever happened to you? Like someone just randomly comes up to you, I really like your aura. I mean. And I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about men, oh, women. All right. I mean, if it's 1 a.m. inside of a bar, and she says, I really like your aura. <laughs> This is great news. Each time I was show. Wait, oh, you wanna you wanna read you wanna read my palms? Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So coming up at eleven thirty, Mickey Gomez is gonna join us. She'll be giving us some tips for finding love with the help of a psychic. Come on now. Just the term psychic made me think of the times that I was approached when someone said, I really like your aura. Have you been to a psychic before? Uh, Um no. Uh, but in any case, we'll talk about that. Text us, 888 Yeah, No, no, no. no I've not been to a fortune teller either. Okay. You, you Chef? <laughs> no. You, Nick? No. Okay, wait okay. a minute. The more important question, have you? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, text us if you have and uh, what you think. But anyway, would you seek the help of a psychic when it comes to Valentine's Day? Apparently, some are. Mm. So. Okay. All right. Uh, agree to disagree. Brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. Pretty simple, G. This afternoon, the state house is expected to vote on a bill that would cap yearly rental increases in our state at 7%. What say you? If you're Say on the floor, again. cap uh, rental increases in Washington state at 7%. It's called rent stabilization mm-hmm. as opposed to rent control. And rent control, the rent is set by the government. Rent stabilization, you can set the rent however you want, but from year to year, you can only raise it 7% until you get a new lease. No, I don't want that to happen. You know what I want? I want people to make better money. We always try to solve all of our problems with everything else except. We try to do everything. Imagine going to work and your boss sit and you go to your boss and you say, hey, boss, can I get a raise? And they say, no, but you can have free coffee. Just give me the damn raise. Just say, give me they more do that? money. <laughs> We have great coffee. That's kind of what they did. Yeah, they they have great coffee. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, I'm being serious, Ursula. Like we, I'm so sick and tired of all of these things that we try to do. Okay, what are you going to go seven percent cap? And 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 you have property taxes and all these things. Just pay people more money. Let's get the wages to go up and let folks figure it out themselves. Okay, but. As of right now, wages aren't going up dramatically. No, we, we yeah. talked about it, right? Yep. It's three, what, three percent? Uh, sometimes doesn't even cover the cost of living. And this particular bill would cap up at seven percent 
mm-hmm. uh, a year. Yes. And as much as I um, feel for the people who are talking about how their rents have gone up, uh, in some cases, 35 percent. Well, But the one that testified uh, that I saw in Cairo 7's article, um, he's paying rent on uh, the property where his mobile home sits. And so that particular rent went. But I I think a lot of times rent will go up in double digits and it is very, very difficult. But my issue and the issue that we keep bringing up is it's always falling on the um, owners of these properties. And I think it is a disincentive when you say, I'm going to put a cap on how much it is that you can charge for this thing that you own when you're also not doing something for these property owners and saying, well, to keep rent, if you're going to cap it at 7%, Mm -hmm. then I think the state needs to figure out how you're going to provide these, especially small-time property owners, uh, with some kind of relief if their property taxes are not going to be capped. Mm -hmm. But they're going to be unable to raise their rent more than 7%. I think ultimately it's going to end up hurting renters in the long run. And we saw that in the case of during the pandemic with all the uh, moratoriums, uh, so many people who owned smaller properties. That is not this, though. I I completely agree that there have been a spate of... Uh, legislation aimed at landlords, right? Yes. That that might dissuade and have dissuaded some people from owning properties. But this doesn't say you can't charge what you want for a property. This doesn't set your rental price. So, but it says what you can yes. change from year to year. Yes. Well, yes. I would like to hear right now on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. If you are a landlord who plans to, your mom and pop landlord, and you raise the rent. every year, 12%. Is there anyone out there that year over year, as a mom and pop landlord, is jacking up rents over double digits every single year? I'd love to hear from you. Because I don't think that many mom and pop landlords do. Mm -hmm. I think it is largely investment groups and corporations that do this. Uh, The folks who are snapping up mobile home parks. Yeah, this doesn't specifically say in the legislation, but what I don't see is that in the legislation saying, okay, if you have more than 200 units per property, uh, we're targeting this for you. Uh, That that would be possible. The other thing that I don't see in this legislation is um, that uh, they're also talking about limiting late fees to 1.5% of the total rent. Again, I yeah. guess I just object to the idea of telling people how they can do business and what they can charge. Okay, so uh, I have to address the property tax thing because I hear this every single time the conversation goes up. My property taxes are going up. My costs increase, yes. right? I get that. Now, at the same time, if your property taxes go up, what does that mean? That means that your house is worth a lot more money. So if your property taxes go up, do you not have a source of equity? Immediately, you can go. You, you have access to equity. Is that correct? That doesn't. Uh, you have a source of equity. I mean, I don't know. It it it, it, it depends. I mean, it, it's not in my case. Yes, I would, mm-hmm. but I can't say that would be for everybody. Yeah, uh, and you want people to tap into their equity to make up for what is being imposed as to how much they can set charge. your rent. Set your rent for what your expenses are. I mean, this is this is such a no brainer thing for me. If we have costs skyrocketing out of control and people are seeing. 12%, 15% increases year over year, and they're going directly from housing into homelessness. And as a society, we are picking up the bill for all the people that are being dumped off the side of the boat. 
and we're having this debate as though there's these small landlords who are going to be hurt by this. I just don't believe that small mom and pop landlords treat their tenants that way. I just don't. Mm. And if you're one of those landlords who's double digits every year, tell me. Yeah. Uh, I do know that uh, the ones who are testifying against this represent landlords. And I think it is the compilation of all the things that have been added to the landlords. And again, I'm sympathetic to renters. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I, I but just, I, I just don't think it's going to help to say now you can't. In- I just I just got one question. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not really the best when it comes to money. You know, your boy is kind of broke. Um, If you buy a house in the state of Washington or if you bought a house, are you struggling with that house? You, some you, people you, are. You, 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 you struggling? Like, I mean, when you say some people are, like oh, yeah. some, people, mean, some people went underwater. If you bought a house? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. But went underwater because maybe their expenses, or they went underwater because you're talking about they housing. Took has two, it- they took out too big of a loan for, for uh, and then can't afford the, or, you know, their work situation changed. I mean, that happened to a lot of people. Oh, yes. Owe, okay. They, okay. they yeah. owe more than the property is worth. worth. Okay. Yes. But, that was 2008. No, no, no. Today, since. 2008, since the recession. Yes. If you purchased a home between now, from then and now, I want to know outside of a medical emergency how you are struggling. That's number one. Number two, if you do buy an investment or if you do own a business, when has there ever been a guarantee that you need to be guaranteed to make more money? Or you need to be your guarantee for a fail-proof business. Is it an investment? It is a risk. But it is a risk in this state that literally is like 95% you're going to win. So can you tell Amazon how much they can charge for any product? Or can you tell, I mean, can you can you put a limit on how someone, how much someone can earn? I, look. So, I mean, so you're, I, you're. I don't disagree. Look, yeah. we can't pick, I've been saying this. We can't pick and choose in our society, which is a capitalistic society. We can't pick and choose. But the last point I'll make but on this. we can. Okay. This has been well, done. Well, Bettina and Bothell says, I was a small landlord for eight years and I just quit in October. I hardly raised the rent at all. For one tenant in three years, I never raised it. And for my other tenant in five years, I raised it $50 one time. Did you lose money when you sold the house? I mean, that, like Bettina, the- that's what I'm talking about you. Like you clearly care about having a tenant who's going to stay in the property, who's going to do well in it. Yes. And you're going to treat them right. This wouldn't affect you. I I, I just don't understand why we keep arguing like as though all of the properties out here are owned by people. This is their only second home. This is their retirement plan. Those people are are treating their tenants right. And I just don't think this targets them. When do we? but, But we also one last thing, though. We also pick and choose when we want to help people too, yeah. right? I know. So I, I guess what are, which side are you arguing? Which party are you arguing? Look, I'm arguing. Um, I'm okay with not necessarily having the seven uh, percent cap. cap. I'm I'm saying okay. I disagree with that. Go ahead. If somebody wants to charge because most of the time I don't think it is getting outrageous. Well, it gets outrageous when it comes to whether Amazon comes in and you have people that are driving rent prices up. No doubt about that. So. I understand that part of it, and so I'm against necessarily the cap. But at the same time, when the arguments 
are used for our seniors who are on fixed mm. incomes and can't afford yes. to live in these areas, right? So we all can jump on board with that. But when I bring up things like elimination of student loan debts and I bring up all of those conversations, it feels like we pick and choose when we want to help people. We only want to help people based on who it is. Sometimes it's help. Sometimes it's called handout. How do you guys determine who gets a handout and who gets help? I'm listening. Where where does that come from? Who gets the handout and who gets help? It's interesting how that verbiage changes based on who the person is. Like uh, passion for the game versus (laughs) bad attitude. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Okay. Just one final thing on that one. Because you said... uh, I would be okay with rent hikes being capped at 7% a year if there was something to alleviate it and so it's not only placed on the owner of the property. Mm-hmm. So just say, okay, if you want to cap that, then you know there's something else that you can do so it's not always the burden for the property owner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna actually just going to come in with my opinion on this, uh, just because we talked to John Scholes earlier in the program about this proposal that would slap a 5% tax on employer payroll expenses for every Seattle-based employer who has employees that make more than a million dollars a year. Uh, initiative backers project this new tax could raise $50 million a year for affordable housing. And just to be clear, the tax would apply to income over $1 million and not the first million dollars. Now, my opinion on this, John said that there is not a clear plan laid out for this uh, this money to be spent. However, Seattle voters approved a social housing authority to build housing in Seattle. The voters of Seattle said, we want this. This is the vehicle to fund it. And I think that the companies who are paying their employees over a million dollars a year can amply afford to pay, uh, to pay 5% on salary over a million dollars. If voters approved the social housing authority and they said, we want the homes, why should we not then fund that process? Uh, you asking me first? Yeah. Um, I will tell you that I was a Seattle voter that did not approve that. Yes. And my issue was that there were too many ambiguities. There were too many things that I didn't understand. Again, I've, I've said before, I, I am also the person who did approve the housing levy yeah. Yeah. Um, because I know that it exists. I know more where that money, who's going to run it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and that's the biggest issue that I have with this particular thing. The idea is intriguing, but I think it needs to be baked a little bit more. Uh, bef- and right now, I, I think John Scholes made great points. So the idea of just adding another government entity that is not clearly supposed defined, to build housing. that's supposed yes. to build housing, and we have no idea who's going to run it. I mean, it just that's just not what we need, in my opinion. Uh, now, whether companies like Amazon can afford it, heck yeah. Yeah. I would just rather get that money from the Amazons and the big companies of the world and use it for something that we know. Hey, Ursula, Uh um, in Seattle, can you name something where there was a tax, an added tax, and you said, and you can say to me, gee, there was a big time improvement in this area. Can you think of anything? Homelessness? Huh? Can you guys think of anything? I have to give it some thought. Okay. Let's just keep getting taxed. Highways? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> oh, you mean the, 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 the total? Mm-hmm. I'll the, give yeah. you one. What we got? 
I got to spend some of the best weeks of my life with my newborn daughter and our family. Oh, hey, family no, that was good. That was good. Oh, that's a good one. I will never, I will never regret that. That That was was, the best thing I've experienced in my life with my kids. That was good. And I was just able to spend time with my mom in her final days because I was able to use family leave. That was good. That that was good. Yeah. Bingo. But when it comes to a lot of other things, you got to be scratching your head around there. All right. Ursula is good. She says she's going to surprise me with something. Because Mickey Gomez is going to come in and give us tips about finding love. February 14th is tomorrow, so it's a great time for that. Next, Gina Slope. Ursula time, uh, time show, yeah. and it is time for Valentine's Day. Yeah. I was just jumping ahead of myself. We got to give love to Matson Middle School out there from Covington. They're hanging oh. out, a bunch of kids hanging out. Shout out to Matson over there. Look, that is the most perfect heart I've ever seen. Taylor Swift would be, man, she'd be excited about that heart, young man. Yes. Good job. Welcome to all of you. Yeah. We love <laughs> <laughs> we love that you are here. And you know what? In case you missed it, yeah. in case you didn't hear, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Yeah. And our very own Mickey Gomez is here in studio. But I'm going to actually play your feature because I okay. know you put something together. Thank you. Mickey spoke to a love specialist who calls herself a love psychic and shares her five steps to finding true love. Reality show host and psychic matchmaker Deborah Graham teaches people how to move on from lost love. I'm I'm very different than your normal matchmakers. I don't look at you. I look in you. I'm able to feel and see your energy. She explains. I go into your soul, into your spirit, Mm -hmm. and I become you. So I'm able to see exactly where you need to be versus where you're at. And sometimes what you think you want in a relationship is not always what you need. While on Zoom, I took my glasses off to see if she could connect with me. Well, you have a strong soul. You're you're a leader, not a follower. You know what you came in here to do in this right. world, and you don't got to come back and do it again. This is your last rodeo, girl. What she means by my last rodeo is that if you believe in reincarnation, my soul is on its last life. And according to the astrological chart, it's true. I'm a Pisces and at the end of the Zodiac cycle. Graham's specialty is matchmaking, and Cairo News Radio's Diane Duthweiler volunteered for a reading since I've already found love. Will that love be there? Yes. I feel like it's already around you. I see a lot of red, and red means love, happiness, health, wealth, and strength. But the one thing is, you don't like to give up your power. You like your four walls. You notice that about yourself, girl? That is so correct. Give yourself permission to have fun and make time to take time to do what you really want to want to do because you're a person that's in your head. You're vibrating, girl. It sounds like you got a good vibrate going on right now. Would you say so? Yes, yes. <laughs> Duthweiler says Graham's reading was spot on. So Graham's five tips for finding romance. Well, it's common sense, to be totally honest with you. I wouldn't even call it psychology or even, you know, psychically. It's just listen to your gut because we're mm. all psychic. Supernatural aside, keep digging. If you're online dating, 
get on the phone, reach out, reach out and speak to them, but not just even speaking to them. If they're that far away, get on FaceTime, get on Zoom, make sure that you have that direct eye contact because your gut is your intuitive wishing. That's your psychic ability. And in the beginning, follow the rule of three, three dates in three weeks and wait three months before you consummate the relationship. Mickey Gomez, Tyra News Radio. <laughs> what's, what's consummate mean? Uh, um, I'm not saying anything. Ursula, I always ask you for these definitions. What's consummate, it's a very clear soup. <laughs> what are you talking, clam chowder? It's French. It's French. <laughs> Reunited and, and it feels so good. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> um, but yes. uh, let's back to Okay, so Mickey's in studio. Heather's mm-hmm. hanging out. We're talking about uh, Valentine's Day and psychics. Okay, first of all, let's mm-hmm. just... I am not a big believer in the whole psychic thing. Right. And so when I heard about this, I was skeptical and for some reason, so I asked the question at the top of the show, have you ever been asked, have you ever been stopped by someone and someone tells you, I love your aura? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, same thing has happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's happened to you, Heather. Yeah. Not so, those exact words, but someone but, stopped me in the, in the street yes. in New York City with people walking frantically everywhere and just, just. Yeah. Yes. So G, so G and Chef said, no, that's never happened. But they followed up with, I would like to do a reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you yeah. do the aura? And then I'm like, okay, you lost me. No, I, I I need to do some shopping. I mean, it's happened three times probably in the last five years. Somebody's got a message so, and they're trying to get it to you, Ursula. <laughs> I'm good. And I don't want to go to a fortune teller. I don't want to go mm-hmm. to a psychic. And there's a part of me that just, I don't want to hear any bad news. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I have I enough. Hear that. I have enough. And not that I even believe it, but then it would just get me in a foul mood. And I just don't mm. need that. Nikki, you've been to one, haven't you? Uh, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah can, I can a long tell. time ago, I went to one. <laughs> I can be a little witchy sometimes as well. And that's what I call it. I just call it witchy mm. it, 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 because I got it from my grandmother. And my grandmother was a little bruja, a little witchy as well. Okay. So a little psychic thing. A going little, on. yeah, just okay. an, an intuition, if you will. We didn't really call it a psychic ability, but we always, we always knew when someone was pregnant, or someone in my family would always know someone's going to die, or something like that. And so I guess I inherited that. Uh, let's call it intuition, if you will. And I think you have strong intuition, but I think there's something beyond that. And this is my theory about it. I think you're an empath. Mm-hmm. I'm an empath. I think you feel that energy in the room. So I get that part. But when someone, my feeling is that you can always just speak so generally about somebody. Right. And then you're going to nail it at, at, at some point. Which is why I asked Graham, how much of this is psychic and how much of it is psychology? Because I could probably do a reading on someone if I wanted to, just because I can look at someone and I can, oh, they're having a bad day. Oh, they're having a good day. Oh, I bet this. Oh, I bet that. And then you just keep going. And the more you speak to someone, the more someone just kind of goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And and then at that point, I'm not being a psychic. I'm being I'm just keep, following the clue. Right. I just keep thinking about one thing. What? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm about to ask you. Oh, no. The, the, the tips at the end. 90 days? 90 days. <laughs> 90 days? 90 days. If did you want to keep... Yes. Did you, 2024... Did you have a get, rule? Did you have a rule? I mean... When we you were talk about, and We got fast food. You can get your food less than three minutes. You feel me? <laughs> we got 
instant. We got FaceTime. We got technology. Okay. We got all kinds of things. Then how soon? Who's how soon? Yeah, well, ninety days. Are, are you thinking ninety weeks? minutes? I, I mean, <laughs> look, two, two I think proper okay. to be proper. Mm-hmm. It l- don't just no first dates. That's all. I agree. Just mm-hmm. no first dates. Now second date uh, beyond I, cool. I, I, but not second first date. I mean, yeah. Really, the second date? Yeah, yeah, too yeah, soon. yeah, yeah. Which, don't get once you once you get the sex involved, then you get too emotionally involved. And do you really know somebody's mm-hmm. hygiene after the second date? Yeah, I, I, need, I need to know some hygiene. Uh, you know, I, I got to know what's going on. We're, we're suddenly becoming very love experts. We are the love experts <laughs> now. I mean, you want to weigh in? What about you, Heather? What? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here to get to absorb it, to get advice. So, but, 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 so we're all on the same days. page. 90 days is ridiculous. I, I think ni- 90 days is unrealistic. 90 days from polyesters? All right, six weeks. That's what I'm saying. See, 90, I know the world. <laughs> I, knew, that, that poly, I know I you did, didn't go 90 uh, days from I polyesters. I marked for six months. Oh, you were waiting yeah. out a relationship. I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one, Ursula is the love expert now. Yeah. I love this. And by the way, the text good line point, the text line is still talking about housing. We off the housing, y'all. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Chef, quit responding Jeez. back Jeez. to my... <laughs> you. Know, I, I know a lot of people riled up on that. Agree to yeah. disagree. If you missed it, first of all, thank you, Mickey. Thank Happy you, Heather. Valentine. Day, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll, we'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, if you missed that good discussion, it was a good discussion mm. on housing, rental caps. If you missed it, check out our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, about half hour after the show, and you can find it there. What did Dave Ross say? <laughs> did, did, did you ask Dave Ross earlier? Oh my God. Yes, I did. He said he waited. Oh, he waited. You know what? It's a good Catholic boy. Chef, you waited 90 days? To be clear, I think Dave's wife waited. <laughs> Good point. Nick, 90 days? I'm pleading the fifth on this one, buddy. This is so awkward. This is the G and Ursa show. Yeah, That's how we do it. Seriously. This is why people listen to the show, because you have no idea where it's going to go. One segment, shop. one segment, you upset. The next segment, you can't block. I can't believe they're talking about this. That's what we do. Coming up next, your text messages, feedback, and then we'll have Ursula's words to live by. Gene Ursula. It's Gene Ursula, everybody. Man, we have been having a good time. I hope that you have been having a good time, too. Something about the G and Ursa show the last, like, three weeks, it's been on fire. All right, let's go ahead and start with the text messages. Ursula? Okay, uh, right now we are going to start, but before we do, we want to say, uh, again, a thank you to Madsen Middle School and all the folks who came in. They're waving at us. It's been a big day for them and a big day for us as they're part of future, the G and Those are the show. future broadcasters. Yes. Hey, look, look, look. Y'all see me? My name is G. Scott, so when y'all do uh, have jobs, I need you guys to hire me. <laughs> I'll be the old man at your company that tells funny <laughs> stories, and hopefully I get along with y'all better than I get along with my current 
<laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, on the families who are leaving their deceased loved ones in funeral homes because they can't afford the burial or cremation, Linda and Lacey said, Ursula, you hit the nail on the head. Service for my brother was $7,000, and it was brutal. Mind you, we held a memorial service because a funeral was too expensive. He was a vet, and the VA reimbursed me a total of $200. That is not a misprint. 200 I maxed my credit card to tend to having his remains uh, buried or cremains buried at a veteran cemetery. You don't get a second chance to pay your last respects. My conscience was clear on that. Peggy in Olympia says, how about having state-supported help at the minimum level for everyone? We paid $7,000 for my mom, and there was no funeral because of COVID burial plot was paid. Because of COVID, burial plot was paid. Stephanie from Olympia said, we recently lost my dad. He did not plan for his own death, so I had to pay the cremation costs. Just the cremation, and this was on the cheap end, was $900. We were told it can run as much as a couple thousand dollars. True. When my mom passed, she had paid for everything early, including her plot, cremation, the headstone engraving, and the box uh, that her, or the urn that her ashes were put in. This totaled over $10,000. I don't know how anyone can afford a burial if you don't pay ahead of time. It's a racket. It is a racket, but if you can pay ahead of time, it's going to save so much grief. Cameras in downtown Seattle. Our good friend Carrie in Bonnie Lake says, I'm glad for the cameras, but it also feels a little minority report. On Travis Kelsey's screaming and shoving of his coach, Lori in the 206 says, I'm with you on the Kelsey issue. Coach making excuses for abuse is also a horrible example to set. Our good friend Nikki says, the media and the NFL will always defend white privilege. Sorry to sound like a broken record. The articles after the Super Bowl on Travis Kelsey and his winning team has been nothing but positive propaganda. Oh, fans love him more, etc. It's so disgusting. Actually, I will say, and uh, do love Mickey, uh, Nikki, excuse me, but uh, I will say that a lot of people are weighing in though, and it's not all positive for Travis not, Kelsey. Not, not from the people. Not from the people. No, no, it's but not. Yeah, from the NFL. But from the NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Agree, Nikki. On who pays for the date? Mm-hmm. Uh... Can I, I'm going to read Joey in the 360. What did he say? He says, it shouldn't even be a discussion. Us men, like it or not, are providers and protectors. Come on. We pay for meals. We open doors. We cherish our women. Nothing is taken from a woman and her equality by us men being chivalrous. Everything comes out in the wash. If either side is keeping score, then they are not about love. Nothing is more valuable than life, and I would give mine for my wife. So why in the heck would I worry about something so frivolous as paying for dinner? Wake up, men. These are the mothers of creation, so quit being a tightwad and pay for that dang date. Of course he's taken. I know. I was like, oh, by the way, I just celebrated our 30th anniversary last month. Tell these young men to know your role. We all have a part to play. You know what, Joey? I'm with you. Because I'm, t- Ursula, can I, can I share something with you? Uh-huh. For me, there's no better feeling than being able to say, don't worry about it, baby. I got it. Y'all call which, me corny if you yeah, want to. Which is which is wonderful. And you know what? <laughs> if your wife or your date you wants to pay, that's fine too. If they insist, that's fine too. But yeah. Don't worry about it. I got it. All right. We'll just what? chalk it up as old fashioned. All right, it's that? time for Words to Live by, brought to you by Wilcox Farms. And this is a quote from Amin Ayad, who says, Be humble to see your mistakes, courageous to admit them. And wise enough to correct them. Mm. And I'm thinking of Travis Kelsey right now. On that one. Yeah. But it, that's advice for all of us. Yep. Agree. Brother Nick. 
Well, what you cu- got? Well, with couples and new singles going out tomorrow night, there's a question that they face before their dates reach ends in sight. Who's to pay for all the drinks, all the fun and that might arise? And the final tab is closed and both reach out to subsidize. Fingers crossed that both will offer with the split to make it fair instead of one side showing reimbursement love to show they care. That's a good point, hey. Tina. Leave the feelings out of this. My romantic psychic aura says one bill won't win a kiss. I don't think it's going to win any of that consummate action either. Mickey was talking about either. <laughs> hey, David in Seattle makes a good point. Whether the man pays for the date or not, he'll pay in the divorce. Oh, that's a sweeping statement. That is a sweeping statement. I, I didn't say and there I, are some I just, who are I, not paying. I just, I just said what David Enough. said. I didn't, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right, Ursula. Now I know you don't have to uh, go in the carpool lane today. What you got no. going on the rest of the day? What I have is I'm going to be writing an editorial for MyNorthwest.com. Okay. And then I will be. Um, Packing for a, a, a trip in the next couple of days. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Chef, what you got going on, bro? Man, I got to meet with my boss. Oh, Jacob? Oh, yeah. I'm much no, 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 no. More importantly, what do you have going on? Thank you. Oh, therapy. Oh, for real. I'm about to go to therapy right now. Well, there you go. I'm about to go lay on the couch, put my foot on, feet on there. Doc, what's happening? That's that's really how I started off every time. Doc was having it. No, it's it's been good for you. Mm-hmm, it has. And then tomorrow I got a meeting with my boss, which is interesting, right? I just want to just say it's it's interesting. How come I have all the meetings in? Coming up next, <laughs> the Jack and Spice Show is going to come on in. We'll be back tomorrow, nine o'clock, same time, same channel. Come hang out with us. We appreciate all of you guys. Shout out to Matson Middle School for hanging out here at Cairo Radio. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody. Ah!